0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast. I'm Julia and I'm Elaine and together we are the Potty Plotters and We are now talking to you on episode 18 of our Plotcast podcast. And don't forget you can get in touch with us at any time via our social channels. What are they, Elaine?
2: (laughs) It's like a big exam, isn't it? Every time we start and think about what is it. Right. We have got Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Potty Plotters. We've got a website, Julia. (laughs)
1: <laughs> pottyplotters.uk
2: and people can get in touch with us via our email account which is naughtycorner at phew okay
1: well it's been a crazy busy time hasn't it and today we're going to chat loads to you
2: well, well, you're probably going to do more talking than me because we're going to be talking about tomatoes, the last place that we're going to be planting them, together with cucumbers, my favourite thing, almost favourite. I really like beetroot, actually. But anyway,
1: and we're also going to talk about melons. I don't think I've ever got more of a word in than you because you, can, <laughs> you don't come up for air, do you? It has been commented on, and normally we take a, an oxygen bottle wherever we go with you, so you can carry on. It is true, and I don't know why I talk so much because my school reports indicated that I didn't talk enough and that was very quiet
2: and lack confidence. I've made up for it. In the adult <laughs> you life, certainly have, I? haven't you? Mm, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're going to be doing today. And also, we're going to be talking to Lee Norbury. Now, nobody necessarily on an allotment site might have heard of him, but we know of him because he is a Chelsea chap. He is a garden designer, and we're going to chat to him about what he does and what he's going to be doing this year at Chelsea.
0: Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk.
2: So we've moved inside now to the polytunnel, Juliet.
1: Queen of the tomatoes, tomatoes is what we're going to do. Yes, indeed we are. And we're going to plant a variety called Gardener's Delight. Now, in front of me, I've got my massive structures for my Beefmaster tomato, but we are planting some Gardener's Delight and they don't need quite that much support. So I've already dug the hole where I am going to plant them. And what I've got in my handy lane is some string. Okay. And the reason I've got a string is I'm going to string my tomatoes up. So all I'm doing is creating a circle with the string, and then tying a circle. Uh, how would you describe that? Tying a circle. I describe it way? as a complete hash. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you need to create a circle. You need to create a a, noose a double almost. circle. Yeah, <laughs> a noose almost, and plant it underneath the tomato plant. And the reason we're doing that now, can you bend down again?
2: Yes. Come with
1: me. (laughs) Or if I get down, I might not get up. That's what bothers me. So these gardeners delight, um, as we know, these are a cordon variety of tomato. We've spoken about that before. So the cordon variety are the type that you pinch out rather than the bush variety, which we would just plant in a plant pot uh, outside generally. So I've got my string and I'm going to put my noose almost at the bottom of the hole. And then I'm going to get the plant that we planted in episode, was it 14?
2: 3,472, <laughs> I think it was. It feels like <laughs> it. It was
1: when we went to the football ground. Can oh, you remember really? yeah, that okay. was memorable, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? So um, anyway, it was, it, we pricked it out and we potted on. And now it's a nice, healthy plant. It's about, what, six to eight inches yeah. tall. And it's ready to go into the planting hole. So all I'm going to do... You know,
2: Julia, interrupting you As
1: soon as you started touching that plant, I can smell tomato. Oh, you're obsessed with it, aren't you? I love it. Shall I smear (laughs) it (laughs) all? Anyway, so all I'm going to do is put my fingers either side of the plant on the top of the plant pot and then give the plant pot around the bottom a squeeze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, a fetish? (laughs) What, is it a purpose? (laughs) Yes, because I want to loosen the roots of the tomato plant. No, I'm not not like you (laughs) anyway i'm going to turn the plant pot upside down give it a pat on the bottom and oh look at the roots on that and i'm going to put the tomato plant directly into the hole on top of the noose and then i'm going to backfill around the tomato plant with the compost and soil that's already there So, you're securing it in. I mean, you are giving it it some ammo there, Julia. I want to make sure it's a nice, secure plant. So, I'm popping it in and then. The reason that we've got this piece of string and we've tied it in a noose is I am then going to tie it right the way up to the supports in my polytunnel. And as the plant begins to grow, I will twist the plant around the the piece of string as it's growing up. So, And that means that there's no cane or anything, it's just nice and easy. But the reason that you have to do the noose at the bottom, if you didn't have the noose, as it grows and the weight of it will just pull the string out. So... Off we go. Oh, Elaine. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> so what we do now, we slowly train the plant around the string and that will carry on growing. It's got a pool of water and while it's just putting in a bit of growth to start off with, I will keep on top of the watering, but because it's in the ground, I won't need to water as regularly as if we do it in a grow bag and or a plant pot. Most people tend to plant in uh, grow bags and what I would say is if you're planting a tomato in a grow bag, really fluff it up before you're planting it because they become very compact and very shallow and you want a nice deep um, bag. So what we tend to do is Put them in half and tip them on the sides don't we rather than planting in the predetermined holes that are already there but you must remember that if you are planting in a pot or in a grow bag you will have to water them more regularly than if they are in the ground <music>
2: Right then, so we are on the opposite side of your polytunnel. The thing is, Julia, that a lot of people will be doing this in their greenhouse. So it'll be um, one side, I would recommend doing tomatoes like you've done, and the other side, I would recommend doing cucumbers because they actually enjoy the opposites of each other. In that, one likes the humidity, the other likes a dry, arid airflow. So if you have got a greenhouse, opposite sides or, end to end. So where the door is, put the tomatoes Martin, yeah. and then the opposite end where the warmth will be stick your cucumbers so what i've done here then is absolutely nothing but what you have done <laughs> yes. is you've already dug the area which is fabulous and all i'm going to do now is with your tiny spade which is a bit like a spoon for me so <laughs> I, I don't even that, need to put yeah. me uh, my foot on it i'm look just going that. to can, can you just Ooh, come on look at it comment,
1: comment on i'd like to comment
2: it's so beautiful that it's actually falling in as i'm trying to dig a hole <laughs> All. Oh, However, about 50 degrees, yeah. <laughs> 50 degrees, what's that between friends? It's so hot in here, it's incredible. <laughs> right, so having done that, I've got my favourite stuff, Julia horse oh, smoke Yeah, it's well rotted as well. That's quite yeah. hard to say on a hot day as well. So, all I'm going to do is in a bucket, I'm just shoveling it out. Actually, I want to put all of that in. Oh,
1: that's great. There you but go. But why are we <laughs> using horse muck, lane? Um.
2: We like horse muck, but the main thing is this will keep the roots warm and it'll also keep them wet, which is what we want. So we don't want to overwater, which is what people do with cucumbers, but we want to keep that moisture there. Now, having put that muck in, I'm going to use this watering can. <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> Did you
1: this is, I've <laughs> got the special one out for you with the long hand with the oh, no, long nozzle. I'm just going to move backwards because the spout <laughs> is so long, my friend. Well, i got Ooh. that for you so you didn't have to bend down, having seen the performance of getting you up and down after we did the tomato i think that's perfect for you thank you darling it's lovely so i'm just
2: pouring liberal amounts of water but it will all disperse look at that it's going straight down yes. that's because you've got it to a fine tilt julia so right. it's disappearing i've listened I'm going to, to do you over the years believe <laughs> thank it or you not, yeah. i'm just going to mulch it round a bit like a mud pie this you know as kids we always made mud pies didn't we when we were out on allotments and gardening with your parents oh look at that now and all i'm going to do is now back down on my knees and this one that I've got in front of me, this is Telegraph Improved. It's a lovely cucumber and it's a long one. Now, as you know, and I've said many times, I do like a long one because I think it gives value for money. But actually, this is well and truly over its time to be planted. But I've kept it deliberately to be able to show you in your polytunnel Thank how you. to do things properly. <laughs> so, down on, <laughs> down on my knees. Right. And again, like you did, I'm just going to tip it upside down, take the label out. Take that out. Now then, Julia, look at this. Yes. Roots.
1: Look at that. That's lovely. Right
2: then, so a lovely ball of root there. And all I'm going to do is now, very carefully... I'm going to put this cucumber in at an angle. Now, not many people would want necessarily to shove their hands in all this more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I have done but I've put the plant in at an angle and now backfill with my hands because as you said they are like builders hands they're more like shovels aren't yeah, they at the, the minute. Part,
1: they're bigger than my space <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably more <laughs> useful as well darling but there you go so I've gone right up to the first set of leaves it's really important that you bury them good and proper and look at that, I've put it to bed and importantly, keep the label, put it at the side, you won't forget what it is
1: how huh? do you know when to water a, a cucumber Elaine because you don't want to overwater a cucumber no do you?
2: and you never ever water over a cucumber you always water around the base and all I do in the morning I will test it by looking at it and actually you can see that the damp will have risen to the top I know it sounds daft but it's true and then you can tell the other thing is that if they start to droop now we don't want anything droopy no, in here. Yeah? No. so anything that starts to droop will water but always water first thing in the morning Never at night because they don't like um, to go to bed with a wet bottom.
1: No, well, who does? <laughs> who does? Who does? But actually, that's a good tip, uh, even with tomatoes, water from the base rather than over the top, otherwise, you'll end up with uh, sunburn. Definitely. And the other thing is, when
2: you saw me tip the plant straight out of the um, plant pot yeah. into the hole that's really important for people to remember you never ever interfere with the roots of a cucumber because they don't like the bottoms being interfered with, all you do is put the whole thing into the hole that's big enough and then and then literally cover it and make sure that it's lovely and wet down Oh there.
1: lovely, lots of bottom references, know, it yeah. makes you very happy doesn't it? <laughs>
2: it's just how I am.
0: <laughs> the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty plotters.
2: At the same time that we planted cucumbers, we did
1: actually talk about planting um well, what have you got in your hand, Julia? I've got my melons in the hand, in my hand, yes. And I wasn't going to do any this year, but you said I'd got to. So I am going to, just for you, because you're bigger than me and I'm scared of you. <laughs> uh, so uh, now these are nice, healthy plants, again, just like the cucumber. And they are in the same family. And to be honest, I was a little bit worried it, when I first started doing them with cucumbers, that they may cross-pollinate, because things in the same family, as we know, can sometimes cross-pollinate but having researched it it's a bit like cats and dogs so although they're kind of like in the same family so they're all mammals as, as such a cat and a dog are very different and they won't cross pollinate and neither will our melons and our cucumbers does that make sense is that <laughs> called a radio ramble because it <laughs> blooming well <laughs> was yes uh, no not at all but nobody <laughs> listens anyway so it doesn't matter get on with it julia right. anyway so i'm not worried about having a cucamelon or whatever they, they are so anyway i've had to go outside again to the muck heap because you stole all my muck. <laughs> <laughs> but I because they are in the same family, they do like the same conditions. So again, we've got a trellis for it to grow up because that's important because although some people will leave them rambling across the floor, they will get quite big and uh, we want to train them. Uh, so that's why we've got the trellis set up. And just like you, I'm going to dig a nice hole in front of the trellis in my lovely fine tilth that i did earlier and i also incorporated some uh, grow organic into this soil you won't you <laughs> do- <laughs> <laughs> know what the smell was i know you hate the smell <laughs> of that <laughs> don't yeah. you but it is a good all-round feed and i pop that into the uh, soil and it's good for someone who perhaps can't get any muck or anything like that so get the muck that we've had out of the muck heap it's full of worms elaine it's lovely it's lovely. I mean, we do get excited about it, but there are reasons for it. And look at that. Can you see it? Can, can, yeah. Look at right.
2: So you're working it into the hole that you've created?
1: Yes, I'm working it into the hole, and then I'm also, like you, going to give it a good splash of water. And you almost count it exactly the same as a cucumber. So here we are. Are you going to cover the muck over or are you going to leave it bare and plant straight into it? Do you know what? I have planted straight into it before. When I've done the um, hotbed, I've literally just planted the melon directly into the uh, manure as it's decomposing down and it loves it the melon loves it because of course they're very hungry plants and they're also very thirsty so they get the uh, moisture from the the muck and that helps retain the moisture but also there's plenty of nutrients in there and that is what you need to make your melons swell elaine (laughs) and the good thing (laughs) is
2: julie the plant that you've just taken out has got a beautiful root ball already
1: it has well done You've grown that, haven't you? I have,
2: yeah. So you're covering up the muck now, yeah. right up until the first set of leaves. Yeah, the
1: yep. yeah, the, uh, the baby leaves, because they're not going to do anything. But again, like you with the uh, the cucumber, I am going to be very careful about watering, because you don't want the stem to rot. So what I do when I water it, again, keep an eye on the, the, the soil around it, Put your finger in if necessary to test for moisture. I know you'll get muck all over your finger. And then I always water about four or five inches away from the stem so that I don't make the uh, stem rot brilliant because the last thing you want is stem rot joking apart because as soon as they get that they literally yeah. just drop off don't they they do and, and I will say to people I think it's better to underwater than overwater because once you've overwatered and things have rotted there's not much going back from there whereas if you're underwater the plant might get a little bit stressed might get a little bit droopy we don't want droop as you say but at least it can recover from it
2: <laughs> you definitely don't want droopy melons come on let's
1: get out of here
0: the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: So we've moved back out into the beer garden, Elaine. Thank goodness for that, because we were beginning to melt, weren't we, in there? Because it does get very hot in the polytunnel. And we've had a questioning. We certainly have, and it's from Leslie Pegg. And she says, when you set
2: forks... F-O-R-K-S as line markers, which way up do you put them in the soil? Depends well, you whether
1: <laughs> you're going to eat the soil or not, doesn't
2: it? <laughs> it does. It depends if you're going to take them out in between over the le- next few weeks at all, uh, Leslie. But what you also need to know is that you can do it either way, but if you're going to put your markers inside the prongs is that a word? Prongs. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Prongs of the fork then what I would suggest is that you put the handle into the soil and then put the Marker into the prong, and then the prong will be outside of the soil. So, hints and tips,
1: Julia? Well, as you know, we've done tomatoes in the polytunnel. What about if you're going to do tomatoes in a hanging basket, which we've done quite frequently, and they look fantastic and they work beautifully? Yeah. So what is your hint or tip for doing that, Elaine?
2: Well, what I would do is, you know when you've um, washed a real wool jumper before, And shrunk it. Yeah, that's the one. And then it fits a Cindy doll or something similar. Well, what I would suggest is that you chop it up. And then what you do is line the hanging basket at the bottom. So you can't see it, but just put it in the bottom of the hanging basket and then wet it. And then you put your multi-purpose compost or whatever on the top of that. And it retains the moisture for your hanging basket through the sealant. Season. it truly does work we've done it and yes the uh, roots of the hanging basket will get knotted up but it's okay you can pull them apart at the end of october something like that yeah when the frost sorts it all out anyway so go for it that's
1: a good tip and i'll just give you a tip if you are doing tomatoes in a hanging basket and you are short you can buy those things that will actually pull down now to make it easier so it's almost like on a on a piece of on a, a pulley on a pulley yes for, for us short people otherwise we have to get a ladder or something to water them so no, Bad thing at all. That's what we like.
0: Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Potty Plotters, or email Naughty Corner at PottyPlotters.uk.
2: We're here today, and we're very lucky to be able to talk to Lee Norbury. Now, lots of people might not know Lee, but he is the man behind the real act of james doran webb and james is a sculpture person who last year we met at chelsea
0: well i live and work in the philippines uh, in an island called cebu which is central philippines and um, i've been there for 35 years so you can imagine i have a difficult life well i've been exhibiting in chelsea this is my 10th year in chelsea so um, my first year I was down in the Bullring entrance and uh, I was promoted to Main Avenue three years ago and I'm kind of well known for my kind of extravagant monumental pieces.
2: Lee, we know that it's a lot of work that goes into all of the growing of the plants etc, not just for Chelsea but generally. Tell us how you got involved, what's your background in it all?
0: I've been a gardener my whole life, Uh, started at 14, 15 years old, um, developed my lovely little business into what it is today, looking after people's gardens, landscaping, one-off bespoke jobs. Um, Through that, a while ago, a friend got a job at Chelsea. Last year I got invited again to go and do a a specific job on a stand on um, one of the show gardens on the corner plot. It's gone from there and met James Doran Webb last year because we were neighbors, built up a friendship, started looking after everything that he'd got last year for this year's show and then grew into what it is now and the insanity that is Chelsea Um, but you
2: said that you started around the age of 14 or something similar so you've been doing this all your life how do you know all the proper names and things of plants
0: (laughs) So I'm not formally trained. I didn't go to university or anything like that. I'm just, it's life training. I was lucky enough to work on a nursery as a young lad. So you very quickly get that knowledge. And it was pretty specific at the time. It was herbaceous, it was bedding plants. Then start looking after gardens and designing gardens, even as a young lad, giving them ideas. I didn't know everything, didn't know everything at all. But in gardening, there can be too many set rules. We all have failures, sometimes a plant doesn't work in a situation and that's where you gain more knowledge of right plant, right place. i read a book 25 years ago that called that, right plant, right place, and it, it does give you ideas and it gives you even more, I don't know, brain power and just you learn, it's just self-taught learning. I don't know the name of every plant, I don't know the name of every shrub, but usually by waving my arms about, and describing something i can get across what i'm after and even in my van today there's cuttings off my hedge so i can go to the customer and go i think you should use this and this yeah and there's not many people who do that i am different and that's what's worked with james at chelsea because he's got very specific ideas and it's all off the cuff we've got a plan We've got a, an overhead plan of what it should look like.
2: But it's also about the knowledge as well, isn't it? Because um, you know know how... how- Long something will take to grow. You'll know whether or not you can bend something without snapping it, and you'll know about the flexibility of different stalks, etc., and the heights that they'll grow to in the short time that they'll be planted. Yeah,
0: and so we're lucky enough with Chelsea. You do get 12 months' notice. You know, when you yeah. finish on June the whatever it is second, when you've knocked it all down and it's just a plot of soil again, and you start thinking about next year. The ori- the initial ideas, like the blue blue grasses, the festucas for this year is that well I don't really know what they're going to look like by May. so in June and July we forced some on artificially to see so take a photograph every week to see how much it's grown in that week and then two weeks and then three weeks and four weeks and then you go right we're cutting them all back and then we've got from July August till May the and they're gonna be perfect. James's sculptures, is all made in the Philippines by his wonderful team. He's got a factory there, and he basically, using witchcraft and genius, (laughs) makes pieces of wood and attaches them to the space frame, and it ends up looking like a full-size horse and it is incredible
2: what if you've got a space what if you haven't got enough that would be my worst nightmare so
0: i think i've gone over this time and time again when i went to the philippines james has made a miniature basically of each sculpture perfectly to scale so that his team can turn that into the full size so one day via a phone call at two in the morning and a video phone call on zoom he shows me the base of this year's stand, which he's made miniature Jasmine creepers and miniature water, because there's a couple of water features in it. And, and I'm going, right, okay. So it, it gave me a bit more of an... I've been to Chelsea. It's 10 metres by 10 and metres. That is our space. No more, no less. And so you've already got an idea. If, a, you know, in the polytunnels, you think, right, well, they're getting nearly big enough. Let's put a square metre out. And then it's simple maths. So you can just go, well, we need 25 square metres of grasses we've got enough have we got a few spares let's do a few spares and everything's about you've got to take extra down
1: i mean the one thing that obviously you can't plan for is the weather oh is that what keeps Uh, you awake at night so
0: nothing keeps me awake at night nothing (laughs) at all there is nothing i can do about the weather it is what it is.
1: And you are so enthusiastic and passionate about what you're doing. Mad, yeah. <laughs> but it shows that actually you don't need the qualification. The hands-on experience is really hands- that's what you're saying isn't it?
0: Hands-on is worth more to me. When I used to employ people and I used to do interviews I really didn't care if you'd been to university. I was more interested in, even if you've looked after your own garden, we had a guy turn up in a suit and tie for an interview. He came with his portfolio, with his back garden that he'd done, he was a salesman, but he'd done his back garden over 25 years, incredibly proud. And I says, the fact that you've done that, You sort of know what you're doing. You've got a job. So
2: what can we be expecting then as a surprise when we come to see you when we get to Chelsea? So
0: I will start with the size of it. So one of the sculptures is simply humongous. It's it's beyond massive.
2: That's good because I like big. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it is just, and when I got to the Philippines, this thing is in six parts. It's that big. It's shipping container after shipping container from the Philippines. Whilst I was there, I experienced it being put together for the first time to its entirety. Chelsea this year, part of it's about celebrating the monarchy again because of the loss of the queen and our new king. So there's part of our design that's celebrating that. Um, Obviously, James is selling his wares. James is there to sell Sculptures in the magnificence of what is Chelsea Flower Show, most of that spectacle is on build-up. It's insane. It's undescribable. You know, you're talking four, five thousand people working on each individual garden, each trying to get deliveries in, each trying to get this in. It's and the spectacle of it is just amazing.
2: Have you got the showstopper for 2023?
0: Oh, there's a question. So i would say yes i would say as you walk down main avenue from whichever entrance you come into it from whether it's from boring gate or the other one i can't remember from the marquees you walk down a load of little shops and marquees um, and then you turn into main avenue what we've built what james has built and what we're going to build is visible but you don't know everybody else's designs i would say for me it will be the best garden at chelsea because that's my passion he's entrusted me over the last 12 months to do this for him
1: just want to say thank you very much to Lee for inviting us down and next time we found out what a nematode is
0: No, it's not a toad i do get called to- mr toad sometimes but it's not a toad See, at times we get very very busy because i think what we we offer uh, or we try to get people to buy or not buy from us they buy it online is something that's going to sort their problems out it's not a it's not a want it's a need and they need this product if they want to Look after their plants or or vegetables, and that's that's what it is, really.
2: As well as that, we'll be teaching how to plant out beetroot into their final resting place, and those peas as well. They'll be pricked out, and we're going to stick them in the ground where they can grow forever and ever, together with the zinnias and the sunflowers. Do you remember doing them? Oh yes. Well, that's what we're going to do. So nothing tricky, but get your ears ready. We are on full volume or we should be by then
1: that's all for now and we're going to say goodbye because we're going to get busy on the plots in fact i think i brought my sleeping bag down because it is getting so busy i might as well
0: the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters is an amberland media production